All right, guys, welcome back to Surviving Hollywood. I'm Johnny Ray Diaz. I am Aaron Arnold. I'm Austin Arnold. And uh, today we sat down with the uh, amazingly talented friend, cinematographer, Dan Rink. Uh, We've worked with him. I've worked with him two times, or I guess three times, for Palisades Justice. Multiple times. But you've worked with him four times? Uh, it's too many to count, man. But, but Palisades Justice, Papua, which we talk about all the time, uh, Letter from God, this and is, this uh, is Love a, Spoken. This is a cinematographer that we trust, we like working with, and we'd work with him again. And we got him on the podcast to talk about the trials and tribulations of cinematography and booking work and just life in general, just to shoot the shit. And how do you generate more work as a cinematographer? Yeah. What do you do? I thought that was cool. I mean, I like Dan a lot. Obviously, that's why we've worked together so many times, uh, m- mostly because it's just like, like I said, it's his demeanor. You know what I mean? Like, he's just so chill, but he knows what he's doing, and like, he doesn't get easily rattled on set, which I think can easily happen, as you guys know, when you're working a really long day and like things are not going your way. So he just he's just all about it, man. He's the, cool. The most important thing for me when I get to like when we produce our own stuff is number one, are they capable? Can they do good work? That's number one. But number two. Can I hang out with this guy? And I'm not easy to love, so, you know. We know. <laughs> Dan didn't want to hang out with you the first time, but now he does. But we forced him with, <laughs> with love. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah, so this was a, it was a great podcast, especially anybody that's looking into getting into uh, uh, cinematography. Um, what I liked about the interview as well is that he kind of... Uh, he kind of broke down some of the challenges, you know what I mean, of working with first-time directors and the pros of working with first-time directors um, and compared to somebody that really, really knows what they specifically want and there's no flexibility. Um, so I think that's always interesting. And difficult actors, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Make sure you guys listen to the whole thing because it gets really juicy as we, uh, as we get into this. And if you're, if you're listening on iTunes, uh, please rate us uh, five stars or whatever you think's fair. We'd really appreciate it. It would help the uh, nothing, podcast grow. Nothing less than four. Well, that's what we would expect, you know? I think our spot podcast holds up on its own. I think once they listen, they'll want to rate us five stars. But if you're thinking three, two, or one, I'd say just we don't need it. Just skip to another podcast and another rate episode. that one instead. I'd love to see you produce something, buddy, of oh, value. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, right. And actually, next podcast we'll have somebody something up on the wall that I think will add a little flavor. We to already it. put. If you follow us on Instagram, then you already <laughs> know what it is. But they don't. But you should follow us on Instagram. Link in the description below. Thank God you saved the day. Enjoy. Yeah, man. Actually, you know what, dude? Uh, how was your Halloween, man? Yeah. I did nothing. Really? Yeah. How come? I don't know. Were you working? No. You just decided <laughs> to just chill? Well, our neighborhood does not have any trick-or-treaters, and so we just watch scary movies at home. Who, you and your girlfriend? Uh, my fiance recently, yeah. Ooh, Whoa. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Yeah, yeah. There it is. All right. How'd you do it? On one knee. <laughs> but give us the speech underneath a waterfall like like uh oh, like yeah. like maybe like a dp type thing like i just i want to frame you for the rest of my life <laughs> okay <laughs> no i didn't say anything like that but i did hire a photographer and i had a pre-scout and i made sure that the right lens was was uh focused in the right area and i wanted it 
with certain perspective and i sent her references to shoot can we get some gaff tape yeah did you tell her like hold on hold on you need you need to move just a few inches to the left you're slightly out of focus before we start weird shadow well i I, when we shot you know you want to give the creative control to the photographer so i didn't want to micromanage that but beforehand yes all right that's awesome man congrats congratulations she's she's also a writer director right yep yeah. Screenwriter, director, uh, Tara Tashka. Nice. nice. And um, yeah, she made it to the semifinals for the Nickel Fellowship. I think I saw I think I saw on Facebook something about posting about that or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe no. it's Instagram, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's like 7,000 screenplays they get applied or sent in. And I think the semifinals is around 170. And what happens, whoever wins, what does the fellowship exactly give you? Uh... It's with, it's with the academy. Uh, I mean, I don't know that much about it, but it's basically become a fellow. Um, I think there's four, fi- like four well, winners. We're all fellows. Yeah, I am. You know, but you know, like uh, an academy <laughs> fellow. Uh, and then I think they have to, or they they participate in in um, reading all the screenplays for the next foreseeable future. What do you mean, like script coverage? No, or like like the scripts that people send in. Uh, and, and obviously, it's so a launching pad for like them with agents right. and managers and producers around town. But but their responsibilities in the fellowship, I think, is like... They become judges now. Yeah, basically. Gotcha. Which I think would be really tough. That is... <laughs> read 7,000. Well, I mean, they, they actually, don't have to read they actually read all of them, though? They do. They wow. say they read them all. I mean, not every fellow reads every script. And it's only meaning. one fellow that does it You can it all. tell yeah. 10 pages in if you don't want to read the rest. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some of those scripts that get sent in, but um, I know that around town, like all the screenwriters, that if you if you haven't made an X amount of, of money, then you can apply. Mm. So it's like specifically for people that haven't really had a shot. And so I gotcha. think everyone really takes it, takes it seriously. So I'm right. sure they get really good screenplays. All features? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Will uh, you and your fiance uh, ever collab on something? Yeah, well, that's how we met oh. originally. You guys have collabed a couple times. Yeah. Right? Yep. Collabed a few times. We met. If we know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh. And, um, but no, we um, met in film school and uh, she hired me to, or, or, you know, through the interview process, chose me to shoot her thesis, master's thesis film. And, um, you know, kept it professional throughout the shoot. Now, Smart. I, I, I got to know, was it awkward, though? Because at the time, she's like, well, he's not really that good. But <laughs> damn it, he's got a cute face. I'm sure halfway through, she probably thought that. But maybe not. I don't know. She could have <laughs> just been leading me on. Did you know right away or was it through the process of working together that you fell in love? <laughs> I mean, through the process. This, this podcast is all about yeah. Dan's relationship now. Uh, I mean, that's okay. It's, it's you know, it's industry. It's an related. interesting part of your life. No, absolutely. And I mean, it, it was you know that project ended up being a launching pad for her. It was a big you know credit, and um, it ended up touring all, a lot of film festivals. It won her a, a DGA award, student DGA award for best uh, wow. director, student director. Nice and. Um, uh, yeah, so it played all over the world, and so we toured with it. But uh, but yeah, she she throughout shooting, yes, I did was like, man, she's pretty badass, like super strong, very determined. There's a lot of hurdles in front of the of the shoot, and every time that most people would have probably stopped, she just like pushed through. So yeah, sexy. That's, that's part of the uh, the magic of being a director, right? 
Yeah. I mean, you shit, have to. Shit happens all the time. Absolutely. You have to pivot. You have to change. But still keeping your, you know, your main focus, your goal in, in sight. But you got to make, you got to always make, make your decisions moving forward. You know, you can't just be like, well, let's, let's just compromise my whole movie just to get it done. It's like, well, no, is this actually going to make it better? Or is this going to make it worse? Because if it's going to make it worse, we need to try and, you know, figure something out. So where did you go to school, by the way? Uh, Brooks Institute. Where's that? Shout out. <coughs> well, it doesn't exist anymore. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> wow. I guess no shout out is necessary. <laughs> you didn't uh, contribute after you graduated. Rest in peace. <laughs> no, I did. I did. I was like, you got those, those emails and they were like, no, no, I can use them donations. <laughs> Here's 25 bucks, guys. <laughs> no, I was one of the alumni that tried to go back and give back do like little workshops or, or whatever at least tell the kids the reality of when they graduate that you know don't go to school you live pretty much you live in a bubble right now and once yeah. you get out you're fucked <laughs> <laughs> no it was pretty much like they, well because they brought me in like oh here's a successful recent graduate and i was like i'm not successful <laughs> yes i'm a recent graduate but like expect to cry well you like, didn't quit i mean that's probably why they liked you you're like oh this guy's actually doing it True. I mean, a lot of the people that graduate any film school, I think, sort of get for, that. For us, too, for acting. We went to school for acting, and, like, half the people aren't in the business anymore, I feel. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, and, and I understand that, like, the, the idea of what you think it's going to be like, and then what it actually is. You're like, should I have to sacrifice uh -huh. whatever I've been dreaming about my whole life? You know, kids, family. And I, I think it is a bubble because it's like, you know, once you get out, nobody really cares what you did in college. They don't? No. I don't think so. But I but I really like, worked really but hard. But you need to have the tool. <laughs> Hopefully you have like the tools to like meet people and I don't have those actually though. like be a self starter. I don't have any of those. Like Dan is. Well go to get your master's <laughs> That's then. That's why I went to school. Yeah. <laughs> go back to school, reset, reset. <laughs> Become an accountant or a lawyer. But every other career, that's the way it works. You, you go to college and then boom, you get the job, right? So why not? Can you, it, why can't you, it be well, this way too? Is it? I don't know. I've never had <laughs> any other job. Well, I, don't either. I think you have a clear path of what you could do to get ahead. Whereas like once you're, once you go to school, then you're in Los Angeles or New York. It's like, oh man, I need to meet some people, I guess. <laughs> it's true. I mean, you, you want to lean on your alumni network, but if they're, if they're a, it's a weak network or if. Or if the school closes down, <laughs> yeah, you it's lose the email list. Problem. <laughs> yeah, it was sad. I mean, the school had a lot of um, prestige for a long time. It was based in Santa Barbara and Ventura. Oh, nice. Um, they focused mainly on photography for a really long time, and then they got a film school and, and uh, bought like sound stages and a backlot and all this stuff in Ventura. And then something happened where you know upper management stuff. I think they went to a private. Uh, or like a for-profit style after being a private school for so long the family sold it and then the company that, that ended up buying it i think uh started cutting costs and changing things so so well i guess i can't go there no. question you went to school for cinematography or what was the official well yeah uh, it was a, a bfa okay fine arts and film um, but I knew I was going to go there for cinematography and, like, focus on being a DP. When did you know that? Like, watching movies as a kid? What no, got you going? I, I why, mean, why that instead of, like, a director? A lot of, like, when you watch movies, you don't even know a cinematographer exists until you true. get older. No, that's very true. I, I think it it was like an evolution. I, I, I did a lot of little films and photography work in high school, and it, it was, like, the one class I really enjoyed. I was always a good student, so it wasn't like I... 
flunked out all the other classes and only did good in video. It was just like I enjoyed that class the most and was doing that stuff in my free time. And then, you know, the day comes where like, what are you going to do with your life? You're going to graduate soon. I was like, well, shit, I like doing this. So why don't I keep trying? And then, of course, my mom's like, no, you should go to school for business. Like, no, I don't really want to do that. Classic moms. Very, very wise decisions. <laughs> General mom. Yeah. Well, not, well, now, looking back, it's like being a freelancer, essentially an entrepreneur for your own Your own business. business. So It's actually kind of useful. We, we she had, was right. We had <laughs> minors in marketing. That's super good. Of then how come there's no more followers on this podcast? Hey, buddy, <laughs> we have our each other. Wow. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Continue. No, you're right. I mean, that's... <laughs> I, I, you Dan, and my, Dan you agrees. And my mom, should, we ask, my mom should. <laughs> should we ask Dan to leave and you and me hash this out? So let me turn it. Uh, let let me turn it back on these guys for a second, Dan. We've worked with Dan plenty of times. What do you guys like about working with Dan? Because he's been our go-to cinematographer for at least a couple times now. Uh, I mean, he's a chill guy. He has vision. Seems a dude. I do like a dude that I could spend twelve hours with. Yeah. Plus, appreciate 12. that. You guys too. I mean, that's why I always come back. Yeah. Reluctantly, Dan's like, and he's a, all right. Then. I, I like, you know, it's like, hey, can we try and get something like this shot? And Dan's like, yeah, we can do that. Well, we have this light to work with. We can make this blue. Um, just seems like a guy who can get stuff done. That's all I do is just make stuff. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your. That's my one idea. Claim that's the fame. Creative thing. Hey, Dan, what do you think we should do to make this shot nice? <laughs> Let's just make it blue. <laughs> Fantastic. You know, I didn't think. I didn't think about. It. I was thinking green, but blue. <laughs> Blues is so calm and reassuring. That's Listen, right. I got to simplify it for the folks at home. You can make stuff blue, whatever, you know. <laughs> Any color you want. This guy does it. Yep. No, actually, it's funny. On the way over here, I was thinking about uh, all the stuff we've worked on. And I was like, in my head, I'm thinking like Palisades Justice. That was the first time that was, I met all you guys. On yeah. That was the first time I, I met you I don't guys. think you really, I met you briefly, but I was only there for like one day. <clears throat> yeah. Shout out to Sintera. Yeah. Sintera. Boom. Jess and Brian. Got to get him on Dan the Dan couldn't tell. He was like, oh. Aaron, Austin, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we're used to that. <laughs> what, are we going to get mad? Everybody confused. Well, us? no, you guys actually shot on different days. Yeah. That was the, that was the thing. And so uh, I was like, hey, what's up? And you're like, hey. <laughs> I was like, oh. I, we had a great right, conversation guess, last yeah, time. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> I tried to be friendly, but I had nothing to fall back on. Yeah. By the way, any have you talked about Palisades at all? Uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've hung out with Jess and Brian and they've done their best to, you know, push that forward. Um, but I think they're just trying to release it online and yeah. move forward with it that way. But, um, pretty much it, but yeah, I mean, they're killing it in the management games. So yeah, they are. They're doing really well. For sure. They're doing well. Are they representing so, you by the way? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How does it work with representation for you? I mean, yeah. I don't have, I mean, management, they, they just are kind of my people that I call and, and ask questions too about just different facets in my career and like, Hey, what do you guys think about this? Um, I mean, they rep, they rep mostly actors. And so right. I'm sort of like a legacy sign, I think, cause when they first started, I was like, you know, i I liked them. I liked working with them and wanted to support what they were doing. So I've joined on and, and so, um, I don't know. I feel like they they would be like, oh, we only we only rep actors now, so we're gonna have to let you go. But, but they didn't. So. <laughs> but they're good people. We're all friends. Right. Yeah. But right. like, do they help get you jobs, or it's basically they're just like a, you know, you run ideas by them or run ideas by them. I mean, they like Jess always sends me emails like, hey, I met somebody that you might you might uh, get along with here. Connect. Oh, nice. Connect up. Set up a meeting or something. Yeah. Gotcha. 
she's always like, hey, I met an agent. It might be good for you. Do you have an agent? No. Okay. Is there a reason why or are you kind of like... Do DPs have agents? I don't DPs know. DPs do have agents. Yeah. Um, the, what, I've, what I know about it is that, you know, any, as any agent, you don't call them, they call you. So I haven't had that experience yet where I have a credit where they're like, oh my God, who did that? I need to rep them now. Mm. Right. Is that the way to get an agent as a DP? From, from my understanding, it's, it's you work, you know, your career, you do your thing, you, you do great work consistently, you're, you're out there. And, and somebody's going to refer you at some point. No, I think that they just see you. You're on their radar a little bit. You're like, oh, who shot that Sundance movie? Who's, oh, they won a cinematography award at, at South by Southwest. Like, right. who's that? Are they repped? Oh, wow, let's, let's get them in here for a meeting. And, and then they kind of, they feel you out from there. And, and I think that's just how it goes but i you know if any agents are listening maybe you can tell me different i don't know they are all of them <laughs> every single one um what about just sending your reel to them is that have you tried that before or is that like not a not it, a way i'm just not familiar with the the route of getting an agent for pretty much i never got any responses like maybe, interesting maybe as an actor you know you'd send your headshot and <coughs> reel and resume and try and set up a meeting and then a lot of them turn you down unless you have like that referral or they seek you. Yeah, I mean, for, for the acting game, I think it's different. I think they can rep more people and there's more opportunities. Because um, for DPs, you get your own work. And, and so how does that work? Like, it seems to me like you, you drop yourself in Los Angeles and how do you get a DP job? You have to work crew. You just know you people. You start yeah. at you start at the bottom. You PA, right. totally. Yeah, crew. Just crew get on a set. Right. Is a really good way to start, and then shooting anything you possibly can. Anybody that wants you to shoot something, you do it. There's no money. Like if you want to be a DP and you don't have anything to show anyone, so then you're, you're not going to shoot anything. Like you know? breakdown services, or how do you find the job? It's all referral. Word of, word of mouth. Yeah. Nice. It's all referral. I, you know, it's like I've applied to a few things <clears> on Mandy, <throat> but then. All I get is spam from somebody in Nigeria that's like, hey. <laughs> or Scientology. If you send yeah. $500, we'll give you this job. For some reason, they always want you to email them. You know, they're like, no, no, we have a shoot. We have a shoot. Just, e just send me an email. I'm like, well, we're already talking. Like, yeah. Why don't you just <laughs> tell me now? Like, no, no, no. It's all, it'll all be done through email. Like, well, that's a power move, I feel. It's a I little mean, flex. Maybe, I guess. And then it's a Hotmail account. And you're like, all right. This well, is I still have Hotmail. What's wrong with that? Uh, that's but actually cool now. Yours is Spelled M A L E though. I'm right? still, <laughs> I'm still a surfer kid at AOL. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Was in that really in, it? No. in Arizona where there's no? Water. Yeah, it was always. <laughs> if you think about like old emails, it was always like that. Just stupid email. Like mine was a paintball ace. <laughs> yeah. Mine was like poker champ. Mine's wake shred, and I still have it. Wake shred at Yahoo. See, that's why you're not getting any responses from the agents. No, dude. I mean I have <laughs> another one, but that's like the the original. You know, gotta have. You gotta right. hold on to that. I think my original is uh, Skippy Shabazz. That's what well, that's funny. Are you serious? Yeah. What is that? It's something I heard from Fresh Prince when I was younger. I've watched every episode. It's, I don't remember. Skippy I, I remember it. I remember it. He's like, he's like, he's like, uh, what's he, he actually, when I went back and I saw that episode years later, he doesn't say Skippy. He says Shecky Shabazz. Uh, but I heard Skippy. I remember that episode. But he's like, ah, my name's Shecky. Shecky Shabazz. And I was like, that's funny. And he's like the crazy guy or what? He was, Will Smith was doing some weird thing. I don't know. It, it, almost like a tick kind of thing. Exactly, right? exactly. With Ashley? When she I don't know. Right, anyways. <laughs> that's, I love not, that show. Let's not solve this. <laughs> let's leave this alone. Uh, no, I, I just, I'm curious too on that, how, that, how, how that whole thing works. So I guess on the management side, um, are they pitching you for things too? Is that a normal process or like how? 
or like all I of your work now is just your word of mouth, people you know. No, I mean, managers, I don't think that's part of their role is to like be pitching that would you be the actively. Agents. Yeah, I think they're more to be your coach, you know, you the person in your corner, like helping you out for, for different things. So, yeah, if like, you know, I have a new, new reel or a bio that I'm trying to change, I definitely run it by them and they kind of be like, hey, that sucks or that's great. I want to change this, change that. So it's yeah. just somebody that's not within your like friend circle that's just going to be like oh yeah everything looks great or like you know you send it to your mom and mom's like oh wow everything looks amazing (laughs) or she says it's not good yeah well she's like you should have gone to business school that's (laughs) should have classic johnny's mom i told you fan of the pod did your mom still still want you to go back to business school uh i i actually got into business school but didn't go i changed my my degree like when i saw the list of classes i had to take i'm like well, accounting look, sales is fun maybe accounting you know, dude what i hear oh god i'm so bad at, at numbers your like, mom's very supportive of you she's always like to, uh to a she was she she was well not she was she is now it wasn't so much at the beginning but it's not about me it's about dan Oh, it's about dan dan because i i know what, ma- what do you think about johnny just <laughs> What what projects you were telling us about the Kurt Cameron project you worked on? What what projects are you like most proud of in your tenure at LA? Because I only know the projects we've worked on together with you. Uh, well, the Kurt Cameron, th- I was just a uh, cam op for okay. one of my uh, actually two of my friends. The well, damn, the whole crew was friends. It was like mostly Brooks alumni, and um, yeah, the, the Growing Pains cast. Yeah, well, <laughs> they did come back for a couple episodes. That's what you want. That's fan yeah. service. I like that. Uh, a few, I mean, the, the project that I shot with my fiance is, is still one of my favorites. Um, the, the original, the OG, the original is, is for the birds. It was really fun and difficult shoot, but then it turned out really, really well. It's, you know, the, the message is like a humanitarian theme. Like the, there's just more going on beyond the film itself. Like the messages and themes are actually relevant. They're trying to change the world kind of like, I mean, not, not in that large of a sense, but, but really it's like not just a, a horror movie thing where, you know, somebody dies at the end. You're like, great. That was a cool movie. It's like, Oh wow. I, that movie sort of affected me. And there's so many people that were in the audiences throughout the screenings that were, that came up to us always. And were like, that was like, a re- like crazy to me. Like, well, f- I mean, first of all, it was not in English language. It was all Farsi. There was no subtitles. And so it's only visual if you don't speak Farsi. Does your girlfriend, your fiance, is she come from that background? Yeah, she's Iranian. So it's it's all in it's all in Farsi, and there's no subtitles by choice. And so most audience members Good. Are sort I, of I, just I, thrown I hate into reading. it. It's better if you can. Just is, watch is there any that. chance? Is there any? Is it difficult to follow it all in any way? No, not at all. Okay. I okay. mean, I could show you guys. The, the hard part is it's not online because it is sort of against the Iranian government in mm. a certain way. Is it and critical so, of them? Rabble rousing. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so... I love it. It's it's something that is sort of uh, not a not something that you would want just out, out publicly. There. Right. But mm. it did screen at festivals all over the world, so it's not like it's a secret movie, but it's just something right. that... Um, and your fiance, what's her name again? Uh, Tara Atashka. Tara, does she still have roots and family back in, back there? So yeah. she doesn't got you. Listen, I don't know much about geopolitics, but uh, <laughs> Chad, that's a cool country. <laughs> no, I mean, Iran would be a place I would definitely want to go. Um, I just politically can't go there. Americans aren't. 
uh, sort of allowed. We have Cuba now. I don't know if yeah. I, I don't know if I would want to go personally, but uh, if, I mean, you know, if you have a local that you know can, yeah, if I, cool. I wouldn't want to just go like, hey, let's take yeah, a camera and go off. see what's up. Like, no, I, you need bros. to know somebody there that knows yeah. where to take you and stuff like that. That's different. Totally. Um, so one thing I really wanted to ask you is uh, um, your thought about the current uh, uh, climate of politics right now. Because uh, oh, yeah. Aaron's a big Trump supporter, and uh, <laughs> I, I know you are a fellow uh, fan of politics. I do. Yeah. You follow a few things. NPR. I don't know. I do. Oh, I mean, NPR is like my number one on the on the car stereo for for. Uh, there you go. For radio. So Hi. jobs are up. Minority jobs are up. Stock market near all time highs. Yeah, everything everything's going good. Don't you feel it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think so. I, I think uh, Aaron was just kind of like, you know what? I'm ready to, to handle this, to take this on. He, they really, you guys wanted to go to go with each other. No, I, I mean, does well, well, Dan have a specific point? You'd like? I have to no try. point it's, of view. So it's, it's more about like, you know, I don't have a specific point of view. Finally, we got somebody to clean the swamp. You know, I have uh, <laughs> a drain. I, I just have personal. You know, everyone has opinions about politics, and I try not to bring that into a discussion. I try and bring the discussion about, like, the overall climate and, like, yeah. what most Americans think America is and what it's about. And if you talk about that, everyone sort of agrees, and then you go, okay, well, then... I agree. It's too divisive. You, yeah. Like, uh, Well, that's not what you were saying before we went on. Just generally, I said just it kidding. should be more divisive. <laughs> yes, yeah, Johnny's just kidding. I didn't vote for, vote for Trump. But... Uh, um, I voted Gary Johnson. If <laughs> you were you were the one, yeah, he got one vote. Um, but anyway, dude. So what? what what's up? Yeah, <laughs> Aaron's not really a Trump supporter. I just wanted yeah. to no, make no, it. Awkward. I just wanted to make it awkward. No, that's all. I mean it's it's fine. I mean, I, 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 I was I could have easily played the heel, but I feel like maybe we can talk about like movies and stuff. I, yeah, I would like to know Dan's take on Did you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or the oh, Joker? Yeah. Oh yeah, both of them. And Thoughts. Uh, I thought they both were great. The thing about the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I don't know how the audience numbers were so high because it's such a love letter to L.A. and the film industry in general that I don't understand. Like, if you're... You think it's maybe just because of Tarantino? Probably. But, like, there's there's three boxes you have to check. You have to know about the Manson murders. You, You have to... America knows about it. Like, kind of care about L.A. and kind of care about the industry. And if you don't, then you're just like, Oh, I went to this Tarantino movie expecting a bloodbath like most yeah. of them, and it well, wasn't. at the end, at the end, they had it. Yeah, spoiler. spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet. But what? But still, it took kidding. two hours. I don't even think you need point, to like so. care about that stuff. You can just I I like Tarantino, I like Brad Pitt, and I like Leonardo DiCaprio and <clears> Margot Robbie. And then in, h- halfway through, you're like, oh man, this is about the Manson murders. No, I yeah, but I I don't know. I I I liked it. I I followed the Manson murder or not followed. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which but is no, like, which is a superior movie? Um, hot take. Uh oh. I don't know. I think they're so different that it's like one. I felt like a little bit more depressed. Like Joker, when you leave, you're like, wow. There's actually people that their life is this depressing. Like just the world is shitting on them all the time. And, and they're laughing. I left with a smile. We walk by them every day. Totally. And so I'm, I see that. I'm like, wow, this just makes me feel so empathetic for people that I don't even know, but I know they exist. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was like, wow, man, it would have been great to live in L.A. in the 60s. Yeah. yeah. It would have been great to have cool a dog. <laughs> yeah, a dog that you can just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I mean, I love Tarantino's stuff, and I love Rob Richardson's work, and, like, it's... 
I don't know. Actually, yesterday I saw The Irishman. Oh. And uh, <clears throat> three hours, 30 minutes. Yeah, it's a long one. That? I saw it at the draft house. Oh, man. I wanted to it was, uh, how, how was your beer? Delicious. Uh, but I was like prepping. I'm like, okay, it's going to be like almost four hours here. Got to go to the bathroom beforehand. Like, you know, it's a long movie, right? But what actually, was the runtime? Three, 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 like three and a half, half hours, yeah. Plus, plus trailers. Plus trailers, yeah. So it was like four hours. Um, actually, I, it was a, to me, it was a really, really solid uh, Scorsese movie. Um, like when you go in, you already are comparing it to like Casino and Goodfellas. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it, it was cool to see all those guys back again, like De Niro, Pesci, Pacino, all those guys in a movie again. It was it was great. I loved it. Um, super good movie. Not, I'm still not going to say like compared to the other ones that I, I'm a big fan of, like Casino, Goodfellas, things like that. Still not like those movies better, but this movie definitely really good. Uh, I don't see it appealing to like a big audience because it's just so long, but it actually doesn't feel long. It actually moved pretty good. Like this, I was always engaged in the story. Um, and actually at the very end, it, it kind of had like this, like, it kind of sat with me for a little while of like this like weird like, man, what a life this guy led. You know, yeah. this guy lived. You know what I mean? It was super interesting. What was this Highly last, recommended. What was his last movie, Wolf of Wall Street? No, no. no I, I think, don't it, think was, so. it was the one with Adam S- Driver. The Silence. Or yes. Oh, the Silence. Yeah, yeah, I did see that movie too. See that. Do, you, um, do you think because I haven't seen uh, the Scorsese one, but... um. Um, Tarantino's The Hateful Eight. Tarantino did The Hateful Eight, and it was, Solid. in my opinion, too long. I enjoyed it, but but uh, I'm not watching it again. But it. It, for me, it was a little too long. And I'm like, oh, do, because do ten see, t- nobody's going to cut on Netflix. Nobody's going to tell yeah. Tarantino no. I feel in his early days, he might have been pressured into making it a little shorter, a little bit more concise. And I and usually I love Tarantino, but The Hateful Eight, I was like, Ugh. I think Tarantino has always had full creative control. Thanks since, to the Weinstein's. Since Pulp Fiction, since uh, the other one, since all of them, yeah. But hey, you, yeah, Hateful Eight to me was probably my least favorite of his. Me too. It wasn't. I mean, it was a it was it was a good movie, but it was like it was good. I, there's and, like all the other ones I like better. And the female actress definitely deserved to win supporting yeah. Academy Awards. She did yeah. awesome. Which move? Which movie's the best, Dan? All of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, I th- I think the hate Fleet's great. It, like, C- dude, cinematically or de- uh, p- uh, photography. Yeah, but awesome. I mean, even it's it's like, you know, everyone wants to write a horror movie <clears throat> that takes place in one location, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I got there goes my, my idea. My par- <laughs> my parents' cabin in the woods, like indie movies. They're like, we can make a movie. I have this cabin. We'll just write it in this one location, and it turns out like garbage, right? And then you see. I mean, not all the time, but <laughs> but a lot of you a lot of those shit movies. On all the movies you no, shot, no, dude. No. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> no, but meaning like the like half the stuff on Netflix that you scroll through is like going to take place in one or maybe two uh, locations. Cab, cabin in the Woods. Absolutely. Well, that's well, a that's good a good. One. One. That, is a good <laughs> that is a good movie. Actually. That had like that was tens the of chicken cabin of in the Woods. Yeah. Um, but then you see this this movie, and it's Tarantino's like version of that. I mean, I know he did the um, one of the, the the room movies that. That like a director had uh, a film that takes place in each room. You guys remember Tarantino? That? Well, Tarantino did one of the movies. Robert Rodriguez did another, oh. or a, a section of the movie. I can't remember what it was called, but it was thirty-eight or whatever, so, something like that. But but anyway, this mm. is you know takes place in the cabin, and it's just like the pressure cooker of having all these actors and all these characters in this location in this space, and 
you know, how how much pressure can you dial up before it breaks? And, like, how much more di- misdirection? And, and I love that. Yeah. I would have loved it if it was 20 minutes less. Well, <laughs> I get it, yeah. The only the only part I, that I, for me was I remember when I watched it. I've only seen it once. So I should probably watch it again. But to me, there was, like, a lot of scenes of just, like, okay, here's witty Tarantino banter, like, in this, like, horse and carriage. And the scene is, like, 20 minutes of you guys talking. And I'm just, like, kind of over it. I'm Dude, like, were you talking about Paul mm. Shrugs? Like that movie, The Ballad of Buster Shrugs? No, no. that wasn't Tarantino. No, but it's it's because that was like different vignettes. I mean, I do that was, that was, a, that was the Coen Brothers. I, I like that right. one. The Scruggs? Yeah, that was a good one. I liked it. Tom, like, Tom Proctor killed it. Cool, but uh, Dan, I do want to find out about like the trials and tribulations <clears throat> of a cinematographer on set. Like who gives you shit on set? What's a bad day and what's like, is it like working with a rigid director? Or? I mean, it's always, for me, it's always myself. Like really? I always am my worst enemy. I'm always, I don't know, like doubting things. I'm like, is this good? Like I need to, like what more can we do? Or is it enough? Like, cause some of the most simple things are the best. And then you're almost like, shit, is that too easy though? You know, like, just adding a little bounce here, a little bounce fill. Mm-hmm. It looks great, but, you know, you're looking around as everyone. But if you ever have a problem, you're never going to, like, necessarily talk to an actor directly when they're in front of the camera. You'll just go through the director? Or? Well, for actors, I I mean, I try and give them a little space because I don't know. I mean, I know the script, so I know, it, like, if, if it's a comedy and, like, they want to be in, engaged and, like, be with the crew and be funny and, and keep keep the energy up. Yeah, of course. Like, I feel like you can always jump out there and, and like, talk to them a little bit. I mean, like, a specific direction. Would you, like, would you feel like you could, like, say, hey, um, cheat out a little bit? or Lift your head, catch the light? I mean, yeah. But in, in an ideal world, you'd be next to the director anyway. And so if there's something like, hey, I think I want to have them, like, maybe cheat more towards the window to catch a little bit of that light. And then usually they'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. Or they, they might have a specific reason not too and so i'd be like no i really <coughs> like them sort of closed and you're like okay cool but you get the feel of on a longer project you get the feel of that so like if the director is very specific about how an actor needs to be or you know like or an actor is very specific about like hey don't don't talk to me or like when i'm on set like i i'm kind of in my mood so i don't want to be you know berated for something um yeah I'll, you just get the feel so you just i don't know you're like, okay, Leo, I'll give you your space. Pretty much. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I've had... Okay, Joaquin. I've had, okay. I've had an actor be upset because I was in their eyeline, and, and I was I was totally apologetic. I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't even realize I was in your eyeline because I was looking at something else. Christian Bale moment? <laughs> I mean, I mean, sort of, but at the same time, that actor was being very difficult. They didn't want to... But you were like, well, I'm in your eyeline, but I'm shooting the camera. They didn't want... Yeah. Well, you can say Aaron's name. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't want to be like... They didn't want marks. We're like, well, we have two cameras going, and we kind of need to know where you're going to be because, you know, there's a lot of moving parts here. And he's like, no, I don't work with marks. Wow. And you're like, okay. Well, all, right. all the other actors have marks. So, <laughs> <laughs> so how, do you guys ha- how do you guys handle that? I mean, obviously, the director has to kind of step in yeah. and like... I mean, I'll totally... I'll fold under that. It's like, well, I mean, you tried, I, like I tried, like I always say, like I'll, I'll say something twice. And if it like, doesn't like really happen, like say with a director, it's like, Hey, I really think that maybe we should do this. And they're like, well, probably not. And you're like, well, I think with the prep we did, 
you know, that theme we were going for, this kind of serves that. And they're like, mm, no, I don't want to do it. And I'm like, okay, well, then we'll just do it the way that you wanted to do it. Because in the end, like, you're there to serve the director and, and for actors, like, I'm not here to serve the actors, but at the same time, like, they, they're... they're A big piece of it. Huge piece of it. And, right. the, and their workflow is so much different and l way less technical than, than mine. So I kind of leave that to... But isn't that the problem, though, is because, like, let's say, for example, this guy that's like, ah, I don't want to use marks. From a technical perspective, like, that has to make your job extremely difficult. So I mean, for the first they see, it's like, well, then you're just going to be out of focus. Exactly. So, <laughs> so then what, what's the solution? Like, what, did you guys come as some kind of solution, or was it kind of just like... Well, did he hit the, where the mark would have been? Like, maybe that's what he was thinking. I'm so good. I know. I can just tell where to stop. No, he, Which, he, it was just his... I, I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily say he was, like, method, because, you know, like, that's a whole... Well, maybe that's just, a loaded word. Maybe already, he's just super but. good at hitting marks. Is all. I'm <laughs> but there wasn't a mark there for me. <laughs> he's like, so like, yeah, he's like there's a microscopic that? leaf. I well, guess yeah. I know this, where to this go. This is where we would put the mark, and then he'd stop there. It's like saying I'm really good at golf, and all you do is hit it at the driving range. <laughs> you know. But no, I mean he. It it ended up where like the director, you just you just say like we're, we might have to go a few more times because he doesn't want marks, and they're like it's fine, it's fine. But or they'd be like oh really. Then they, then the act, then the director would step in and say like, "Hey, we need we need this to you know we need to put a mark down." But in the end, we didn't use marks for him. Yeah, and that you use mar uh, marks for all the other actors, and and after a few rehearsals, like it, you know, you kind of ballparks it because you're sort of boxing them in by using the other actors blocking to sort of not literally boxing them in, but if you're you know during rehearsals, actors are doing something very similar, then they're going to do that same thing during the take. Right. So you just have to, the assistants just have to be more vigilant to what that specific actor is going to do. Was the reason he didn't want it because if he felt restricted? Yeah. Or what was a? Uh, I mean, that was it. Just like like, hey, I don't, I don't, I don't like being nailed down like that. That's uh, a, that's this so isn't weird. Theater, you know. Yeah. If you're not on camera, what's the point? Well, you guys are actors, so I like that. That. <laughs> well, it's just it's just weird because like any big set you go to, they all use marks. So like, if you were on like a set of a TV show and you're like, nah, man. I don't use that shit. They'd be like, uh, uh, we don't use you, bud. Good, because we yeah. don't need you either. Was he a name? No, no, no. What was his name? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't even remember. Right. I don't even remember. I just, I mean, I look. I'm not an actor. I don't know what it, it, you know, how much it takes out of you to, to stand on a mark. So, dude, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't learn to hit a mark, I mean, it's you're just hurting yourself. It's I think like, it's just part of your job. I, I it's agree like, with that. So I don't. Know. I don't want my brakes in my car to be that good. I'm sure it'll be fine though if I just stop wherever. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm sure on a bigger set, like he, you know, if, if he shows up on a big TV show, I'm sure they'd be like, "Hey, here's your mark." He's like, "Yes, sir." Yeah. You know. So for sure. I think it was just like <laughs> he quietly peel it off. <laughs> yeah. You just slowly keep moving it until it's out of the out of the yeah. thing. All right. Yeah. You don't tell Scorsese that you don't land on a mark. Like you'd be like. But also okay. Scorsese kind of like doesn't worry about that stuff sometimes if he's getting a great performance. True, true. But he worries about it. I'm sure, he, I'm sure. He trusts the actors, they're going to hit it, and then he can be a little bit... He works with all the same people, so they all know. Yeah. I mean, it's... I'm just saying I mean, there's a lot of continuity errors in his movies because he's trying to get that good performance. Very That's true, true. Very true. And I mean, it's it's all dependent. Every, every job's dependent. Like on a commercial, people aren't going to be like that, but on a narrative project where they're really giving it a lot more, I mean... I guess they would on a commercial too, but just meaning that you're you're there for a longer period of time. You're tired. You're so I think the less things you have to worry about, 
the better your performance might be. Right. So sometimes you um, are working, um, like, sometimes you're the cinematographer, sometimes you're just doing something else on the crew. When you're doing something else on the crew, what are, like, the biggest mistakes or biggest non-mistakes you see these cinematographers making? Like, maybe, like, a new cinematographer, what are these? Not trusting your crew. Like, you, you have people there to help you. You know, you have your gaffer, your key grip, your assistants, your camera assistants. And if you're micromanaging them and you don't trust them to do what they're there to do, you're just hurting yourself. And so I, that's something that I've, I've seen. And when you're there, you're, let's say you're gaffing. Like, you've, you've been through prep with the DP. You already know what they want. You've already chosen lights and you've figured all this stuff out. But then on the day, if they just, like, shit on you, then you're like, well, what was all that prep for? Like, I'm here to help you. Like, I'm going to be a step ahead. But what if your focus puller isn't quite getting it? Well, then there's something that you need. I don't know. I mean, they're, if, if they're literally not getting it because they have, a like, a tremor in their hand, then you can't say anything. Cause yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but, but like... <laughs> Most like every AC I've ever worked with knows how to pull focus. Yeah. So it's something that maybe, you know, the DP's choosing to do like, Hey, we're going to shoot wide open on this. And I know it's going to be a dolly in and it's going to be, it might buzz. Like we're going to rehearse it the best we can. I know you're going to do the best you can and we're going to go for it and, and we're going to see. And if it totally sucks, then we're going to try and figure out something to compromise. But I mean, every assistant I've ever worked with is always busting their balls to try and, Get it. Yeah. Good to hear. Gender neutral, but <laughs> busting their butt to do whatever they can to make it happen. So I don't know. I think the when people don't trust their crew is a big mistake, um, unless they, I guess, let them down in some specific. And you'd way. replace them. Yeah, you just learn to only get good people. <laughs> yeah, they're not invited back. Yeah, again, referrals. That's, that's what it is. Everybody just is always working with. When I get on a set and I see like, oh, half this crew has worked together before. That like happens I mean, all the time. That's it. That's where you get, that's where I get referrals for, for crew. Like I don't, you know, Hey, my guys are booked. I call, you know, a friend of mine who's a DP. I say, Hey, who's your go-to gaffer for stuff right now? And then I'll reach out to them. So you'd think that would weed out all the assholes. Right? It does. I think at the, at, you know, every year I work, you work with less and less assholes, but then the, the above the line people are more and more assholes. Mm-hmm. The higher up you go. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Like, yeah, when you're first so. starting out, like you're working for free for people, they're so thankful for you to be there. But then when they're paying you a lot of money to, to do your job, they expect results. They are, yeah, they're like, but I would think shit. if they're making it on those bigger movies, then they must be nice in some sense. Uh, not to the people they're paying. If you know, if you know, if you're not causing any friction at all like you're just saying yeah we'll you know whatever your budget is yes we'll, sir we'll do it but you're like no we actually need that dolly for this because of this reason like we got to find the money somehow like it's in the storyboards <clears throat> it's in the script like we're here to do this move and you're saying we can't afford a dolly for 300 dollars. like make it happen and then that's when they're going to be pissed at you because of a budget reason or something mm. but makes sense know. i have a question Dan, we're of all similar age here. What were <laughs> we are? <laughs> what were those movies growing up that really got you like interested in cinematography? 
Happy Gilmore. <laughs> what, were those, what, what were those movies though? That's like that damn, is a good movie. Though. I want to like the just like the framing, the lighting. Like I don't know. I think off the top of my Matrix was cool. Yeah, I, I mean, my interest in filmmaking wasn't initially like cinematography. It was like comedy. It was like Dumb and Dumber and For all sure. at anything SNL, like Wayne's World, Joe Dirt stuff like that was like just hilarious. And so my friends, we would always watch those movies. And yeah, you'd watch scary movies like The Ring and and Signs and um, oh, I love Signs and, and The Ring, uh, dude. You have Seven I, Days. I do remember yeah. The Ring. Dude, those are two great ones. I've seen those and, a million, um, million times. Yeah, like you know, you know, like the sleepover movies, like Scream. I remember watching scary that movie and too. being like, oh, of course, Scary Movie Two is hilarious. <laughs> and so those those funny movies to me are like what got me into just keep watching more and more movies and and like Mel Brooks movies, things like that. My mom would always be like, hey. You know, you should watch these movies. Blazing from, Saddles. So, I mean, you can't yeah. make Mel Brooks movies anymore. If you watch Scary Movie 2, even though it's produced by the Wayans Brothers, you can't make that movie anymore. What are you in this for, man, if you yeah. can't make funny movies? You can't make anything, man. Well, that's why Todd Phillips switched to The Joker. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's. I don't know. I think that those comedy movies will, will never die, but they just They're shift. sleeping right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can find stuff that's funny that won't offend people. I think it's funny, but I think... I think you just couldn't. It would be harder to make it. Uh, yeah, you couldn't make it because it's only superhero uh, yeah. movies. Dude, right. Even Scary Movie Two, dude. Even though that was produced by the Wayne's brothers, just because the guy has the hand, right? No, that's not. That's not that even. Was the best. That's why you can't take make a strong take, take hand. Take my strong hand. It is Chris uh, Elliott. They do yeah. a lot. Um, they do yeah, a lot. That, that was the funniest part. You can do that yeah. today, but uh, you can't do this stuff on Anna Faris. They're like, you know, making. You know, she kind of like. I think there was like some sexual stuff and the other chick too. Yeah. And like they were like kind of like mar- marginalizing black people with the Wayne's. <laughs> <laughs> with the Wayne's brothers character, even though that was probably his idea since he was the producer on it, but he was like a street thug. Yeah, and his brother directed it. We didn't what um, Damon or yeah. who knows? Yeah. I don't know. One of them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it's funny. Nobody was trying to marginalize anybody, but like, I don't think you could. No, you can't make them today. But yeah, they were I, just being funny. It's, it's just I don't know. We got that. You got Dan all sad don't. now, man. <laughs> I know you're right. Man. But at least those I have all those movies on DVD. So dude, even if they take them off streaming, I can still watch them. Dude, there if you, you like Dumb and Dumber, you must have loved that sequel they made. <laughs> <laughs> no, hated that. The, the prequel or the sequel? Did the you guys sequel. ever see the prequel? Yeah, Anybody yeah, see the prequel? Yeah, yeah. I didn't even see that yeah. when I they were kids. I saw part of it. With Bob Saget. Was he in it? Yeah, I don't remember. There's shit everywhere. No, I mean, I, we watched all those movies, but then, like, to, to to answer your question about cinematography, it was, like, movies like There Will Be Blood, like, uh, when you watch that movie. movie, you're like, holy shit, they're doing something that's making me feel this way. Like, I want a milkshake. visuals. <laughs> yeah, milkshakes. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, it's like, there's something they're doing that's making me feel this way, and there's, like, no dialogue. And, I mean, that's PTA in general. He's just yeah. really good at that. It's like, my favorite director. 20, movement, 20 minutes of nothing. Yeah. yeah. And that was still, like, captivating. Totally. And, yeah. and uh, I mean, anything like Saving Private Ryan, like Spielberg was, of course, a staple in the house. You know, you'd watch right. every Spielberg movie. So Vin Diesel's start. Yeah, that's how he I was got the started. Sniper. He was that, a sniper. That is true. That's how I got started. Watch it again. Really? Oh, but yeah. I guess that, yeah. that role was, uh, he actually got that role off of his short film he directed. Really? These, these guys know a, bu- a bunch about Vin Diesel's first I know, role. I know, <laughs> I know a lot because uh, I've, so, okay, so the way it happened, I'll quickly explain it is Vin Diesel uh, directed and starred in a short he produced, I've also wrote, it. called Multifacial. It's like a, He's I don't know how long it is. Breakdancing in it, right? He plays an actor in it, like going through different auditions and in not New being York. able to get casted because like no one can figure out what his race is, basically. 
It's so he's like, you're not black enough. You're, you're, you're too light skinned. Like, what are you? Like, it was this weird thing. His last name's Diesel, so they can't really <laughs> <figure>. <laughs> But he's not a tough guy at all in it. He's just like, it's like a... It's like a fake version of a day in his life. It's pretty good. Kind of, yeah. And it, it was it was actually pretty well done. And yeah, he, he he ends up auditioning for like a music video in the in the short, and he does this like really cool monologue. And then they're like, "That was fantastic, but not for this." You know what I mean? And it was kind of like, uh, he's I don't think he's black enough." Like this weird sort so of. So how thing. did Spielberg see that? Well, he ended up sending this out to festivals. This was in the nineties. Yeah. Okay. You know. Prime and festival time. Prime mm-hmm. festival time. People are not really producing stuff or making things. It go. It, it does really well in a lot of festivals, and somehow he comes across it and he sees it. And at the time, he was looking for someone to cast as this Italian soldier in Saving Private Ryan, and he saw it. And Vin Diesel is like part Italian or whatever, and he's like, "Oh, this guy would actually be like, I think, really good fit for it." And he said he said he was actually on the verge of giving up acting. He's like, I'm done, going back to New York or whatever he's gonna do because he had to come to L.A. or something. He's like, I'm going back, and he got a call from Spielberg. <laughs> literally called him and thought it was a joke. And he's like, Hey man, I think you'd be cool to play this role in this movie I'm making. Crazy. And he was just like, Is this series serious? Like this is a weird. <laughs> That's fucking. And insane. then from there, obviously, we if it he would if he would have not made that. Yeah, he, he never would have and probably we wouldn't have known him. Yeah, it's kind of weird, and it's actually for it's well done considering it's like something from the nineties. It's actually like pretty good. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, all right. I'll have to. Is there is there a place to see it? I, I think, think it's online. Like, yeah, it's super Vimeo. Yeah, daily. That's pretty cool. I mean, was that and it was a good movie? Yeah, it was actually pretty good. I, th- so I mean, it was good for an independent. Movie. Yeah, for an indie. It was. You know. It was really. It's not like it was really just like a day in his life and the trials and tribulations of him trying to get a role. Right. So it's like pretty like. So if you like that, it's pretty low key, but it's good. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm. I just think that Vin Diesel does movies that aren't good, so that's why <laughs> he, well, I'm he, sort of surprised. He yeah. really made a sharp left turn to sell out. Whatever, <laughs> yeah. I would love. I, mean, I would love to a do lot of money, man. Yeah. I actually think the only, helicopter the, to set. The only but. reason it's good, in my opinion, is because we can look back and see, wow, that was early Vin Diesel. Other than that, that's true. Yeah, I thought. I it mean, was, Gone in sixty seconds was dope. Wait, was he even he's, in not, that? he's not in that. Oh, he's, 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 he's in no good movie. Okay. Triple X pitch, was good. pitch Black? I like Pitch Black. Yeah, Pitch Black was good. Okay, Chronicles yeah. of Riddick? That stuff was pretty cool. Pitch Black it was, was fun. I liked Chronicles. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Fast and Furious? Come on. I always see him when, I, when I'm at LAX. They have that Universal Studios, like, come see the, the, the lot, and it's Vin Diesel holding on to, like, the wings of a, of a helicopter, <laughs> like an attack helicopter. You know how they have, like, wings where all the rockets are... He's, like, oh, holding yeah, on yeah. to both of them. <laughs> okay. And he's, like, coming in to karate kick you as you're coming into... El- and you're, like, how can he grab on to two sides of a helicopter? Like, how big is that helicopter? Wow. <laughs> or how big is he? How big is that was in his yeah. contract to yeah. sign up for number eight. He needed to be at LA. I think they're on yeah. nine or ten now. But that was for eight. Is he still on oh. Yeah, they're they're making a new one right now. Paul Walker died. I auditioned he is for there. it, dude. Yeah, so I did too. Is. Did you? The, you the helped newest me. One? You no, no, not the newest. That was a story on oh. one of our first podcasts. So yeah, that's right. But the, you helped the, me. The I, English I, accent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that scene was cut out, so I don't know who got it. <laughs> anyway, anyway. But how um, is it for you guys working with DPs on set as an actor? Have you had good or bad experiences? <sighs> Mixed. Um, I've either. They don't really like. Like, usually it's, like, neutral, or sometimes it's good, where I really notice. I'm like, oh, man, this guy seems to be, like, really gelling with the director, and it seems to, like, like, you can tell, 
like when the director and DP are on the same page and they're passionate about it and they're like, man, what if we did this? Like, that's like great energy. So I think it's like, those are good experience. If not that, it's pretty neutral. Yeah. Yeah. I think for the most part, it's pretty good. Um, I, I, I always try to go out of my way to like, be like really nice everybody because you're nice anyway. But, but yeah. the thing is when I'm there as an actor, like I feel like a, my initial feeling is like nobody respects me. Right, right. You have good energy. So I'm like, all right, like I got to be cool with all the crew. Shake your hand, say hello. What's your name? Tom Cruise style. Get to know everybody. All right, cool. Hey guys, I'm not just I'm not just some asshole actor. All right, I'm just you know what I mean. I'm a, I'm a cool guy. I'm nice, you know? but I don't shake everybody's hand. But I, I would, but uh, they don't care. I've tried. I've done but, it. But I'm nice. Actually, when I when I worked on NCIS, no joke. I've done this before. My last day on set, I worked on the show for like a week and a half. Uh, thank you cards to every single person. Now, I wasn't able to hit every crew person because hey, what's your I don't address? Meet, yeah. you don't meet everybody there. Of but course. like all the main people I work with, of course. thank you card. Hey, just a pleasure to work with you. Boom. Goes a long way, that, though. I mean, that goes a very long way. That's so, when you handed it to, what's the main guy's name that ate lunch with you? What's that guy's uh, name? How do you get his address? Mark Harmon. No, I, I hand it to him. I say, what, hey, I, thank you. I just uh, wanted to... What was his reaction? He invited me to his trailer, and he's like, hey, let's, let's, let's hang out. <laughs> really? No, he really... He was like, he's like, hey, that he's like, oh, man, that's really cool. He's like, hey, why don't you come in? I got a joint. Just, you just hang out with him. Hang out. <laughs> I Wait, was like, was oh, oh, shit. How was his trailer? <laughs> that is super uh, cool, though. That's what you want. He's the only one on that set that has a different trailer. Like, his actually looks like, a, like an old vintage RV. Oh. It's nice. actually kind of cool. Um he was, dude, he's, he was super nice. He's like, hey, hang, hang out. And he's like, we sat there, talked for a little while on this trailer. It's not a star wagon. Um, no, it's, he doesn't. He has like his own independent RV thing. I mean, he makes so much money, dude. It's, it's stupid. Like crazy how much he makes. I can, right. I can see it being exciting and also kind of awkward when there's a lull in the conversation. No, dude, just, his dog was there and oh, the, awesome. door, the door was open and it wasn't like it was a weird thing. And like a, a barbecue. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, he get, him on, all. get him on the pod. That's exactly what you want though. Say, you're nice to him and give him the thank you. Then he's like, he reciprocates that connection, right? That's I exactly mean, what you want. This is this was the weird thing is like, uh, I don't know how much long after we shot, maybe a few months later, I got a letter in the mail uh, from with NCIS letterhead on it. Nice. And it was a long letter from, this is the thing is that I wasn't sure who it was from. Cease and desist. Because, because <laughs> <laughs> you stopped following us already. Uh no, it, it said it had like a long thing, like, "Hey, it was really great working with you. Uh, think you're gonna go some great places. Like, you're very talented. Uh, you were a pleasure to work with." This whole long thing, and it was just signed at the end, Mark. But I didn't know if it was from Mark Harmon or Mark because he was also one of the producers on the show. It didn't have a last name. No. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know who this is. I still have it. I'm just like, I don't know which one it was from because I met obviously both of them that that day. That was the day that one of the showrunners died on set. Holy shit. So that was a little awkward. Everybody was yeah. a big day. Um, and, but I went to his office like a few days after he died. And I kind of went in there and I was just like, hey, can I can look, I talk to Mark? Look like, for a signature. It was a weird yeah. thing of like me asking the PA, hey, man, uh, I want to go talk to Mark, the EP on the show. <laughs> and he's like, the PA is like, I don't know. What? Yeah. He's like, I want to talk to Mark, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah can, you, can, you, can I go with you? And he's like, uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, man, not, nothing crazy. Just you just want to say a couple things real fast. <laughs> like, sounds crazy, dude. You know, <laughs> what did and he's you like, say? all right. Uh, they, they yeah. Johnny down. 
And then he's like, okay, let me take you. And he took me to the offices up there. And then I had to talk to the secretary and she's like, uh, okay. And he's like, yeah, he'll <laughs> this see very you. unconventional. Very. But you know what? I was like, I'm probably, I'm never going to probably be back here again. I like it. Let me just see what happens. So I went in there and I talked to him, uh, mostly because what had happened was I had booked a role on another show, lost the role because the guy died. So because the guy died, they had to push the schedule back. Shit. And then I couldn't shoot the other show. And they knew about it because they had talked to him about it. And then so what happened was I'm assuming he thought like I was going to go in there like upset oh, that I lost this role or whatever. And then he went in and he was like, hey, Johnny, he have a seat, you know, and then we were kind of briefly talking. You, and then he's just you, like, you were a guest star on the show. Or? Yeah. And so he's like briefly, we briefly kind of pleasant pleasantries. And then uh, he's like, hey, I'm really sorry about the role, the whole thing that didn't happen. You know, and I was like, hey, man, don't even worry about it. It doesn't matter. Like, I, I honestly, I don't care. Like you guys lost a friend, you know what I mean? So I was kind of just like very like, you know, I'm really sorry. I, I didn't know him. I only had a chance to meet him at the table read. I, I can't imagine what you guys are dealing with, this and that. And then we had just had like a good look, you know, 15-minute conversation, just really heart to heart, and it was cool. Like oh, I was just like, you know, and I gave him a thank you card, and I was like, hey, you know, thank you for your the opportunity to be here. Um, I, the, all the role, like there'll be others. And he was even like, dude, don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. You're going to be working on all this stuff. But in um, the most simplistic terms, you needed to go there to give him the thank you card. Well, that's initially why I went to yeah. also. But gotcha. also at the same time, it's like, yo, dude, you guys were friends and he died. Like, you I know mean, what I mean? Yeah. It was also kind of like a pay respect to him sort of thing. Because, like, I mean, they, he was a showrunner on that show, SCAS LA, and I think New Orleans. So he was, like, all over the place. I mean, the showrunner is huge. Like huge, huge for TV shows. Yeah. yeah, and they worked together for God knows how many years. So they had to have been like really good friends. Um, so yeah, it was sort of like an awkward thing. But it, like afterwards, he was like, "Man, that was really cool. You came. Like, you know, you know, didn't have to do that, but that was like really thoughtful." So yeah, and I, mean, and I was like, nobody else is on set's gonna do that. I mean, that's the thing about the industry is it's all about, you know, it's work is one, right? But we're also all human. And so like, I am. there needs to be <laughs> like some sort of a relationship beyond just this, like, Hey, here's your call time and here's lunch and see you later. Like, right. I don't know. There's When's so the next gig. More. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that, that, that's the part that I, that I don't like about the industry sometimes is like the people that are just straight to the point. It's like, no, I'm just here for work. Like, fuck you. You, you need know? a happy medium. Yeah. 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 There's definitely a balance. What do you think about when, uh, like, what directors do you usually work best with? I mean, the ones that just love shooting and love what they're they're doing. Like, that also can step back and be like, it's badass that we're, you know, getting paid to do this. Because you can kind of get lost in that. And then you, you go home and you talk to people and they're like, wow, that was so, that's so cool that you get to go to set every day and, like, create stuff and work with stuff. And, and you know, we know what, what it really is like. You know, bad coffee and and like late night. Wait, late what are you trying to say, man? About the coffee? <laughs> no, this is good coffee. Yeah. Well, no, hey, actually, it does not. It's not very good. But, but the directors that like <laughs> give a shit are the ones that are best to work with. Spit it out, then. No, it's good coffee. <laughs> Keurig. Um, would you say like the shitty branded branded content and music videos? That's where you might find people with bad attitudes. No, no. I mean, you, uh, worked, well, on, you worked a lot of music videos, right? Yeah, f a few. I mean, not a lot. Like, like, but but a handful of music videos. And, and I wouldn't say that there's bad attitudes necessarily, but it's, it's more of a, the ego zone for sure. 
Um, but that's okay. Is that mostly I mean, from the artists? Yeah, but but then there's also like you know there's other people on set that sort of have have ego things going, and sometimes there's like crew members that are a lot older, and so then they don't like the fact that you're giving them orders. Giving them well, I mean, you're or teamsters giving them direction. Yeah, basically that they're working under you technically, and so they either want to test your chops by being kind of a dick and like abrasive or you know or the artist doesn't show up and then all of a sudden you're Ooh. like having to try and figure out what else to shoot and the director's like i don't know man like <laughs> you're like okay well let's i was just kind of trying to shoot the artist yeah <laughs> so i don't know i mean yeah and the branded stuff like I, there's enough money in it so everyone yeah. can get what they need and creatively can do what they set out to do and so it's a little easier to to um you know, be creative and get the tools you need to make that content happen. So, so you've worked, I, I saw that you work with like a good handful of names like, uh, Lupe Fiasco, nice. uh, Kid Ink, Tyga, mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to think of Rick Ross, mm-hmm. uh, of all the artists, artists that you work with, which ones were a pleasure, which ones weren't? I mean, Kid Ink showed up every day Drunk. on time, oh, okay. no, on time, <laughs> ready to shoot, like no, like all business. And he knew that like what he, you're shooting is going to help his career. And like, that's a part of being a, an artist is having music videos and showing up and being in them. And then, I mean, what, and, and Lupe Fiasco, he was badass because he pretty much like came up with the concepts of, for the music video. So he was yeah. like so involved in the political voice of what we were shooting. Yeah. So he was really involved and that was really cool to see. And then there were some, artists that like were four hours late and would just walk right in front of the camera and be like i'm ready and you're like do you do you see that we're like totally not <laughs> even set up for like, you know like he's like i said i'm ready yeah exactly <laughs> guys like, roll uh, it I'm, yeah. I'm out here in five 15 <laughs> minutes so like we moved on from that setup hours ago and you didn't show up but i mean that's not my my thing i'm just i'm like one layer behind that you know yeah so how, did, how does the director usually handle those situations I don't know. I think if they're big enough artists, like you can't really do anything. They just have to still figure out Sometimes how something can happen. I, yeah. I, I worked with T-Pain one time on Comedy Bang Bang, and he was like the guest that day. Seems fun. Well, he Seems showed like a good guy. My, I only know this because my dressing room was a couple doors down, so same hallway. And T-Pain's call time. This was a Tuesday. It was like a two p.m. You know, the rest of us got there at ten a.m. And um, we get at one, at a, like two o five. People are getting a call. Hey, T-Pain's going to be late. T-Pain's going to be late. He doesn't show up to like 2.45. As soon as he goes up, as soon as he comes, he goes right up to his dressing room, locks the door, and his man, his, his, his guy, his name was like Kevin or something, big black guy, goofy, goofy kind of kid, was like guarding the door. And the, direct, uh, the talent coordinator comes, comes up and he's like, hey, uh, t- you know, T-Pain can take his time. Just want to say, hey, I'm the guy that you guys have been talking to. If he needs anything, uh, I'm here. And Kevin, his assistant, was like, uh, all right, well, T-Pain's resting right now. <laughs> and... Dave, the talent coordinator, was like, okay, well, when, when he's ready, you know, we'd love him to come on set. And uh, They're like, no, he's, he's, he's resting till tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> well, about, about five minutes later, T-Pain comes out, uh, goes up to, like, the makeup people, and is like, hey, where's the bathroom? And uh, they're like, oh, it's downstairs. T-Pain's like, oh, okay. And he goes to the bathroom, comes back up, and he's like, hey, uh, it was a late night last night, a um, little hungover. T-Pain admits it. And uh, they finally got him on set, and he was couldn't been nicer, definitely down to play. But you know, two p.m. call time. But bit of a diva, bit of a diva. 
Not, not terrible. Not, not, terrible. not terrible. It's just no. a funny thing. I mean, he's sold over million, you know, millions of <laughs> yeah, records. Man. If he wants to party on a Monday night. Dude, he's got yeah. apple-bottom jeans, bro. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that was my prom. That was my prom. <laughs> I mean, those, those guys have a lot of power when it comes to being on set, like, you know. And also yeah. Kevin, his like assistant guy, more of a friend. He was like just on the on the phone with some girl. He's like, dude, we're in Comedy Bang Bang right now. It's bracket. Yeah, I'll see you tonight. Yeah, you gonna come out? <laughs> yeah, Comedy Bang Bang. It's on IFC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, what is this? Is this uh, we're gonna be on. Weird Al's on that, right? Yeah, he was for a season. Uh, or right. it was Reggie Watts, and then Weird Al came on. Okay. All right. Nice. So, all right, dude. So you've worked on uh, a lot of stuff with us, unfortunately. Fortunately, um, <laughs> what? we were happy to have it's you. It's all been fun stuff. That's what's cool. Yeah. Uh, a lot of weird shit. Well, not really weird. Um, but I think I think we can all safely say that by far the pinnacle of working with us, Letter from God. Boom. <laughs> yeah. That will never be released. Um, it needs to be. <laughs> well, you have all the footage. We uh, can release it. Oh, that's right. I do. Dan would have the footage if he was allowed to take it. I was halfway through the progress bar <laughs> when she canceled it. But uh, that was that was a fun. But uh, but no, seriously, all serious notes. Uh, you shop a pool with us. Letter from God. Uh, well, I work with you on Love Spoken. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That was that was actually a pretty cool shoot with Andrea. That was um, super fun, actually. Yeah, that was kind of a cool. Um, are you still are you still in contact with them? Are you still? Uh, yeah, and I mean, actually, Tara. Um, she has been in touch with with Andrea a little bit because cool. Andrea wants to get um, a little project going about her like growing up and like a story that she really wanted to tell. And so nice. she wanted a screenwriter to sort of collab with. So her and Tara are Dude, awesome. collabing a little bit on the side. Um, but I know Andrea's career is, you know, doing its thing. Right, so right, right. I think it's just more of a little like side thing right now. But I know that she wants to end up directing more stuff but that's cool how was it like working with her as a director because i know that was the first thing she had directed andrea who nevado <laughs> uh she's the she's on jane the virgin okay, that's a, yeah, yeah. So i thought come on her on the pod yeah um really good i mean i've, I've worked with a lot of first-time directors and um what i like working with first-time directors is they don't really have that convention built in already of like this is how it you know over the shoulder should be. over the yeah, shoulder exactly like they don't they don't have that like built in like all right let's just get this done and get out of here like they really are there to show the show off and like try and do their best because they they don't know if they're going to get another shot and so working with her was really fun um because she had a lot of ideas she obviously has a lot of experience in the industry but making the calls that a director makes she might not have had as much experience but she's worked with so many directors that you know that that knowledge is in there it's just it takes a little bit of of um like a a nurturing environment to get it out so like what i would try and do is just be there to to catch ideas and and try and form them into something and and write it down or like come back to her with some frame grabs of 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 projects or like lookbook that's like hey you know you 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 brain purged at that meeting and i kind of like compiled it into a visual language what do you think and then we had something to talk about and and yeah so in the end, it was a fun, fun little project. Yeah, it turned you out. You guys well. had Josanne on, turned out right? Well. Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, she was here. Um, uh, Great guest. Andre will be here eventually. So, yeah. I mean, I think you know, uh, one day, <laughs> five, five o'clock t- today. 
Yeah, actually, you're supposed to be here at 11, so Dan, um, mm. I'm just kidding. Hey, that's, <laughs> that'd be cool. I'd love to see her. It's already like I haven't 12. seen her in a while. <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't talked to her in a while. But, we, but yeah, Josanne uh, said that she was going to send her over. Um, but, yeah, I was just curious about working with on that. Now, what was it like? Because we, on the podcast, we often reference Papua a lot. Okay. Um, <laughs> our audience might be dude. There it is. Sick of hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> Best comedy short, dude. Well, That's always a nice that. award. I know. It's got That's some like a, 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 you can't just go to the trophy shop and buy that. Goodwill, man. <laughs> also, Goodwill. your film just got in Chandler, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> with well, Bian- it's not with, my with film. Bianca's film, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the film yeah. that you shot, Silent yeah. Sound, got into Chandler yeah, Film Festival. Nice. We took Papua there, la- was it last year? Two, Two years, years ago. ago. Damn, time awesome. flies, dude. Um, we were so young. Yeah, I saw Bianca posted yeah. about that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I don't I mean, I don't know. Are people staying in your aunt's place again? Well, I don't know if I'm going. It's, it would be fun. Aren't you and yeah, Charlotte maybe. the leads? Uh, Rose is, it's me, Rose, and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, cool. I haven't talked to Bianca in a You're while. Just an actor. What? Yeah. I haven't talked to her in a while, dude. You can talk to her anytime. Well, we've I talked, could, but I just haven't chatted with we her. We talked a while. about a while ago about attending a festival as an actor versus a filmmaker. So I told I would, you, yeah. I would understand why you We had this conversation. Go. Yeah. At right. Chandler Film Festival, I don't know if it's going to really be beneficial but to you go know, as an but actor. But you know you're going to be invited to. Where Bianca is the director and producer, like anywhere she goes, you're going to go since you're so close to her. Or you're invited. As opposed to just being an actor and somebody you don't really, aren't yeah. that close to. Well, I had this conversation with Dan last time we met up, but you guys can, let me hear you guys' opinion. I know what you're going to say. Going to a film festival as an actor, a filmmaker, which one would you prefer? Filmmaker. Dude, I already, I agree with everything that's unsaid. Yeah, and I was, we're talking about this last time, and you were like, oh, I think you, I think you were saying that you think as an actor it'd be better, but nah, the filmmaker is like, it's a game changer. Because people, because people, if you're just an actor, just an actor, they assume you want something. Or also they assume you can't offer them anything, which is kind no value. Of a lame way to think about it, but that's half of why you go to film festivals, to network with somebody. But that you, in this particular case with Bianca and the fact that the whole crew and cast or a lot of them were super close, I think it would be good because, you know, any place Bianca goes, you're going to go and you have like people that everybody can like build each other up. And Yeah, but I think it's more of a... It's better to If be a you're filmmaker. going to a film festival, like obviously you want to meet cool people and then hopefully get a job out of something, but... I think you have more chance of something developing if you were the director of it yeah, for or sure. the producer of it. Yeah, for sure. You know, as opposed to just being like, oh, yeah, it was the guy in it. But you could just say, I'm a filmmaker. I worked on this. You can, but it's like they're not seeing your work on screen. They're only seeing you acting. They don't know you're not producing that. They don't read every credit. I mean, what am I going to lie? No, you, <laughs> no, you, you know, once you, you get, once you f- <laughs> form exactly. a relationship, you can be like, oh, well, I, well, I act in this one. But I have various projects in multiple stages of development. <laughs> okay, Dove. Dove, Dove Simmons. Or That's the go-to you, line right there. You don't want to be that guy at the festival either. I mean, right. Where you're just like, oh, I've got so many things going <laughs> yeah. on. You guys have no idea. That, that, well, that was a, we went to a uh, workshop at the Chandler Film Festival. And right. this very wise old man told us, That's what you say. That's what you say. If anybody asks uh, you, like, what are you working on? Oh, I'm working on so much you stuff. Know, you have ve- no idea. M- multiple projects in various stages of development. That's bullshit. Next, <laughs> next question. <laughs> and they're like, uh, well, what is it one of them called or what well, is it about? Like I said, I have various projects. In that's better than saying nothing. No, it's trauma. better than saying, oh, um, uh, uh, I, don't uh, know. Uh, I don't know. So it's somewhere in between, I feel. Yeah, you could just say I'm working on a personal project that I'm really passionate about, but I'm just in the you know development. But, but mind your business. That would have been yeah. a better line. Yeah. It's you, developing, you right? Should, you You're should, still you developing it. You so should teach it, a workshop. You're not lying. 
I just think it's bullshit to lie in, in the create in like what we do. It's always going to come out. Like yeah. Whatever you say, you're like, oh, I'm working on 10 different things. And people are like IMDb, like, I don't see anything. In yeah. Your, well, I just haven't put them up yet. Yeah. You're like, well, all 10. So, oh, so you're the one doing all your I'm IMDb producing like, all. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all self-produced. Okay, but anyway, so you work with all of us. We want to know. I want to know your thoughts, Dan. We often reference Papua, like I mentioned. <laughs> Boy, why are you laughing? Just, just because it's funny. All right. Uh, what was it like working with us, dude? You can't, you can't say that in front of us. Oh, is it <laughs> tell Aaron. We'll, we'll just pretend we didn't yeah, hear anything. Tell Aaron. I mean, I, I'd love to know. I think that. <laughs> no, well, to Aaron. To Aaron. <laughs> All of us, but uh, I don't know. Just, just kidding. Any, is there any takes? Let's just say one of you it sucked to work with. Uh, <laughs> cool, cool. We won't name we'll, names. We won't name it. You we won't know. say names. You just have to figure it out. No, I mean it was it was awesome. I mean, like that. What we did in one day, a lot of people try and do in like a week. You know, just like the st the story, the shots. Like we had that thing like clockwork. We knew exactly what we wanted, or you knew exactly what you wanted, and then we we sat down. We we made a plan. And, um, you know, it was simple lighting, but dramatic and, you know, w one camera with only a few focal lengths, but we, you know, made it all work. And, um, I mean, obviously all you guys are friends. We had Brian and like, it just, it, f it felt like to me a more collaborative and, um, fun environment, but also, you know, you guys were taking it serious. Like you, you weren't like, oh, we're just going to shoot my fun short film on the weekend. Like you're like, no, this is something that we want to develop into being a completed project that we're going to send out to fest like it's a like you guys had a plan you 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 treated it like it was your job which is a treat well we, we all knew that all of us had the same goal of we have one day <laughs> we all have money in it you know we got this is it we're all friends <laughs> yeah. but you know we have a mission yeah right. but the, i mean there's a lot of projects where people are like yeah we're just going to do this thing and you're like but like why why not just like give a shit and put <laughs> everything into it because if this go, if pe you don't know what people are going to see like that's right. something i always come back to is like you don't know what you're going to work on that like whatever you work on you don't know who's going to see it and so like as a dp like there's some times where you have the opportunity to just like phone it in you know you're like all right i'm just going to show up and we'll light it like and, and we'll get paid and we'll go home I think but, we got it with the master. And, <laughs> and then, well, then that's the thing that everyone fucking sees. And they're like, oh, yeah, I saw that. But your work, you know, yeah, it was okay. And you're like, nice. damn it. Why did I phone in on that one and not like the one that nobody saw? Well, because you never you never know when, when who's going to see those projects. And so it was just a, a nice thing to work with you guys where you gave a shit and put everything into it. So I think you're saying you phoned it in. <laughs> no, no. Um, but Not you at all. Well, it was in film school. I had a one revelation. project where I was like, I just am so busy and like something. And then that was the one thing that like everyone saw. I was like, damn it. Why did I? You know. <laughs> and they were like, damn, it was so good. Yeah. And you're like, I should feel like more that often. one. Well, no, it just, you know, you just didn't, you didn't judge it properly, I guess. But no, you, at, at that point, I was like, I just, you just have to put everything into every project you do just because you never know where it's going to go. Yeah. Well, I like working with Dan because, uh, you're just so chill, dude. You know, like the demeanor on set is <laughs> always like very like it, it's always like it's like you well, you you know what you know what you're doing. That's the you're, first thing. You know what you're doing. <laughs> obviously, very, very important. Uh, but also he's a can do person instead of like a right. can do. A good attitude. Right. There's yeah. always a, like, hey, let's figure out a solution. It's not like, uh, sorry, man, it's not, you know, like there's always like, OK, let's figure this out. 
and the shots always look amazing. And it's just more, I think more, a lot of it is just demeanor. And that's, honestly. that's what I look for, or that's what I think we all look for when like casting actors for the thing too. It's like, well, first of all, they got to, we got to know they're going to do the, learn the lines and be an actor. But after that, are they, can we hang out with them and like bounce ideas off them and they'll take it seriously? Yeah. Right. Are they going to collaborate? Exactly. I, that's the stuff I look for in a girlfriend too. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Bounce ideas off of. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we think about this? What do you think? Exactly. <laughs> that's, all, that's all it's for, right? Still single. Tell me why, though, man. The gaffer. The gaffer tends to be an asshole. What is it? Man? What's the deal, man? <laughs> give us the. Give us the. Like, I don't understand. Not, not usually, man. There's there's a lot of really fun and nice gaffers out there. I think it's just there's a lot of work, man. Like it's just it's unsung a hero. It's a, it is, it is. And there's just a lot of work to be done and it's always physical, uh, unless right. you're white gloving, which means like, you know, you're, you're, which is the way a gaffer is designed, you know, the role is designed to where you are leading the electric team. And so you aren't physically touching any of the gear. You're just telling them what to do. Sort of, but you've, you've also been there through all the pre-production, you've made all the equipment orders, you know, you've done all the, um, you know, power, um, calculations so you're ordering the generators like you're doing all the management level stuff and then your your other electrics are the ones that are physically setting everything setting up. everything up and, and executing the plan but a lot of the stuff that you know it's sort of digressed down in the indie world you know unless you're like on big shows that's right. how it is but if you're on the indie world like the gaffer's physically doing everything know, doing stuff right and they have a team of electrics but you know, they're the one that has the, the overall lighting plan in their head. They're, they're checking ratios with the light meter. You know, like they're, they're making sure that the, the plan is executed all, you know, side by side with the DP. And it's just a lot of it's just a lot of work. I don't yeah. Know. No, it's I, and I they agree. hate actors, I guess. Uh, do they do. They don't want to stand on the spot that they lit it. <laughs> like we, we lit hey, for we that a, mark. We need to stand in also. Hey, man, get over here. Uh, dude, I get it. It's a ton of work completely understand it i just had haven't had too many good experiences with them on set the attitude it's been the attitude the attitude has always been like come on like get get this over with already (laughs) maybe they're just hung over it's like all right man hey get him on the pod i'd love for you and a gaffer to hash it out (laughs) uh hey (laughs) we can get a gaffer on here that'd be (laughs) i would love to get a gaffer. that would be cool i I have so many questions um but if unless you have more questions please before we get to plugs dan what do you got going on in the uh, future yeah like, what's the next project uh well next week i'm doing a commercial for a um mobile video game or mo- mobile game that's uh clash of clans no no it's 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 another i think it's magic words or something but it's it's a it's with stanley from the office leslie oh. i know that guy yeah oh I mean, have you ever heard Aaron's story <laughs> tell, well, tell the story well, i can't do it now that we named him but <laughs> oh whoa <laughs> Off it mic. wasn't him on the office. No, I want to say, no, now that we know who it is, though, um, I've been over to his house, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> is, he, is he a nice dude? He was very nice. Him and okay, Brian good. Shakti. Didn't he make you tea or something? Yeah. I mean, that's being nice to offer a drink. Sure. Nice. But you didn't well, sell, you didn't I, sell I, the whole story. How though. was the tea? It was fine. Uh, Tastes a little no, funny? No, well, he never offered it to us. There was a tea on the stove, but then he never <laughs> offered it to us. Bummer. Um, it, I mean, I would say he's a nice guy, and I'm a huge fan of The Office. Um, yeah. Why are you getting so shy about it, dude? Because I don't want to, because, uh, 
There were, there, 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 he did, he, he did nothing wrong. I mean, he was a good, good guy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just preface that real quick. He was a good guy. It's nothing just happened. there are certain quirks about the story that I usually tell it, and I don't name the person. Um, but now that we named him, I don't want to get into the quirks. But overall, he's a very nice, smart guy. Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I'm excited. And I'm a big fan. Him. I would love to get him on the pod. Actually, when we first started this podcast, because I have his number, I called him, and we had no rapport based after that. Um, but I called him and just left a message just saying, hey, it's me. I'm sure you remember. Love to have you on the pod. Never, <laughs> got, never got back to me. Oh, but I didn't have any rapport with him besides that one time I went over hey, to We should house. call him on the podcast. It would be, plug it be in. Yeah, live. <laughs> sounds ethical. <laughs> or you could just show up to set on Tuesday. I could Ooh. just like low-key send you the call sheet. <laughs> and this Aaron, was, is that you? This was, Aaron? this was years ago. I mean, <laughs> hey, I'm your assistant for the day. Yeah. <laughs> what do yeah. you mean? Nice. So, if you just casually dropped our episode of the podcast, and said, hey, I was just <laughs> okay. on a podcast. Could you listen to this? And then he just happens to recognize me. He listens all sixty minutes long, and yeah, it's the end. But he's a good guy. I mean, cool. Well, yeah. I mean, he's he's on. He's in. He's our lead guy, I'm and a big fan. Um, yeah, it should be funny. Nice. Fun. Get to collaborate with uh, a director that I went to film school with, and nice. um, he was a few years further along than I was, but we were around the same age, so. Dude, that's what you want. That's the dream of they, the older guys remember you, bring you up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the producer is what brought, who brought me on. This this director has a, um, you know, really good working relationship with another DP that uh, was from our school as well. And so. But he didn't get the invite. Well, I mean, because the producer was the, was the um, one who, br- you know, brought the director in. Gotcha. And, you know, but yeah. So, so Dan, for it. what's the ultimate goal? Your goal? Ultimate goal. Love. Where would you hope to be one day? Feature. Have you ever seen day? the show Succession? I want to have a yacht. Like I haven't. That. I, haven't <laughs> oh, my, I haven't seen the show. My parents are just good. Love gotta, that I show. Gotta, I'm gonna watch it. I got to. Too many people are talking about it. I want to yeah. be part of the conversation. Well, there's a, there's a yacht at the end of the second season. That that would be the ultimate goal. But um, so Dan just wants a yacht. Is it no. a, is it a movie like uh, like like for me as an actor? Maybe you as a DP since you're a fan of this guy too. Like a like a Paul Thomas Anderson type movie like Boogie Nights. Is that is that a goal? I'm, I, I mean, anything that's a narrative feature, that's always been my goals. I've always loved telling stories and, and, you know, the narrative aspect of projects is always kind of what I, I like. So, Dude, what do you so think about yes. these directors that are also their own DPs, like Paul Thomas Anderson? Like, they're taking away good jobs. Like, Yeah, but, I mean, what I've heard is he probably is very <laughs> difficult to work with. So I think it's more like... He, he just is like, I'll just do it myself because everyone else is standing in my way. Well, he hasn't met right. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would be a fan of his, but I don't know if we'd ever, you know. He's chewed through of some of the best, so I don't think. Dude, you uh, if you offered you a job, you'd take it. Oh, absolutely. And then and then he would chew through me on day one, and I would go <laughs> and home. And you'd love and it. would be like, dude, I worked with PTA. <laughs> dude, he chewed me out. I can't wait. <laughs> but no, I mean, That'd yeah, like, uh, like. I mean, I, one of my favorite movies is Place Beyond the Pines. Yeah, that's a good movie. I, I like and it. so, like, you know, films like that, I would love to be a part of. Um, I mean, I like shooting commercials, too, just because lighting things and making things look pretty is always fun. And then not lighting things and making them look ugly is also fun. Misting so the Coca-Cola bottle. Yeah. That's I mean, sexy. It's all all those little touches are just are fun. I yeah. Know. I yeah. like I like doing all the different uh, aspects of of photography and cinematography so i have a question will you be listening to this podcast back (laughs) i think yeah i have to all right cool 
Because if I sound like an idiot, then I'm going to tell you to pull it. It's <laughs> <laughs> too late at that point. Shit. We've already erased it. Anyway, you want to do... Uh, yeah, where plugs. Can, can our audience find you? Instagram or... Instagram, uh, Facebook, I guess, but, you oh, know... But what is that Instagram? Oh, uh, at... If you Dan want people to find you. I think it's you. at daniel.rink, or underscore rink, sorry. Daniel underscore rink, and uh, my website's just danielrink.com. And uh, if people want to find you in real life, what Ralphs do you shop at? Trader Joe's, okay. Culver City Trader Joe's. Okay. What section? <laughs> the wine Organic section. Organic section. <laughs> the red wine <laughs> section. <All right>. Cool. <laughs> Sweet, man. Thank you for coming, man. Hey, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Great conversation.